Hello and welcome to Match Day FM. It's Morgan and it's deflected in out of absolutely nothing. Curzon and Ashton lead. Dixie to Hardy. Hardy in behind. Hardy past the goalkeeper. Hardy into the goal. 2-1 filed. Chance of Colin Day bubbling everywhere again. The other shot. And it's in. It's a recall as for Colin Day. It's been coming. What's a gap and he goes through it. And Akron gets the first try of the game for Siddle. Dan Bradley on his debut scores his first goal for Files. They've got it with Smith, and they've got it with Smith! They've got a score with Smith! Unbelievable! Great chance! They've won it! Ashton have won it! Hello and welcome back to the Match Day FM podcast. Glad to have you along as we look ahead to what is going to be an absolutely brilliant weekend of racing. Over in Ireland, it's the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, two days of top quality action Eight grade ones for us to uh, get our teeth stuck into or uh, get our heads fried about, uh, depending on your uh, on your opinion on that. But yeah, some uh, some brilliant, brilliant racing. I'm Joe Richardson, joined as always by Ben Wignall and Harry Reynolds. Always good to uh, speak about this great sport, lads. Yeah, nice to be back on. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done one and really looking forward to the weekend. We're obviously on the countdown to Cheltenham and all the other spring festivals now, so it's... Um... It's a great time to be to be watching horse racing. Well, we were supposed to be on last week, weren't we, for Cheltenham? But we made an executive uh, decision early on to to not cover that, and it turned out to be a, a pretty good one. Um, it yeah. was one of the better decisions we made, to be fair. Yeah, uh, we, don't, <laughs> we don't we don't make a lot of them gambling wise. Um, no, there yeah. you go. Good to be talking about the uh, the racing, and not just in Ireland as well. Some good racing in England, but. Good to focus on the other side of the the Irish Sea for once. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we don't we don't really have the time to uh, cover all the uh, British racing as well. It it is some weekend. Uh, we need to get underway. Really, it's uh, the first race um, on Saturday is one oh five. It's an absolute belter. It's the two mile six furlong novice uh, hurdle, and uh, Ben can take us through the uh, runners and riders for us. Confirmed declarations for Saturday. Waiting, of course, uh, on Sunday. We're recording this on Thursday, but take it away, Ben. Yeah, very deep field for this one. Um, Gallard Emmanuel, uh, I think I'm saying that right, is a, a general five to two, nine to four favourite for Willie Mullins and Paul Townend. Uh, Willie Mullins has a second favourite as well in in Statsler um, that Danny Mullins takes a ride on at five to one. Um, Cape Gentleman for Emmett Mullins and Brian Hayes, one out of one over hurdles. Um, best press 13 to 2. Then there's Holly Macaponi, 9 to 1 for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. And then we've got a pair of horses at 10 to 1 in Ashdale Bob for Jessica Harrington and Paddy Kennedy. And Gentleman's Game, who's best price at 10 as well for Robbie Power and Mouse Morris. Also further down, at around 12s, we've got Fakira for Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy. Vanillier at 16s for Gavin Cromwell and Jonathan Moore, along with Ganapathy, another one for Willie Mullins. And he's got an, a fourth horse in the race with Shadow Rider for JP McManus, 16s also. And then we've got Colcas, 20-1 for Henry de Bromhead. 25 to 1, fun light for Joseph O'Brien, and the outside of the field is 40 to 1, baptism of fire for Henry de Bromhead and Sean Flanagan. Yeah, so some way to start uh, the weekend, Harry. Um, 
Let's start with uh, Gallard de Menil, uh, another potential superstar in the yellow and black of um, the Donnellys, who are certainly blessed with some uh, fantastic horses at the moment. Uh, worthy favourite for you based on um, Christmas at, at Leopardstown, his performance there? Yeah, but not just that as well. Obviously, that was um, a pretty taking run, but the second behind him that day, Mr. Incredible, came out uh, last week and won uh, one uh, maiden hurdle um, ahead of a horse who was behind Statler. So it's a nice little form line, actually. Um, but it, the market's definitely got it right with those two at the top. Uh, obviously, it's in between the Albert Ballot and Ballymore trips, kind of at two miles, six furlongs. And you, yeah, it probably would further guide the mini. Um, but yeah, the, the Donnellys have, um, they're getting a fair few horses, aren't they? Obviously, uh, got. Albin Photo, who's won two Gold Cups. Shishkin, you imagine, is going to go on to win champion chases. And then they've got a few few decent novice herders. But um, I think this is potentially the race of the weekend, to be fair. And it's one that I'm finding very hard to uh, to pick a winner in. Mm. It's, there's so many different strands of form, isn't there, Ben? Um, how, how are you going about uh, trying to suss it out? Um, it's a difficult one because there's quite a few of these uh, reopposing from from different races, like Holy Macaponi, for example, um, beat Gallard Emanuel on his debut for Willie Mullins. Um, but then Holy Macaponi came out and pulled up in his next race um, in Grady Company. So that particular result isn't a great indicator for Gallard Emanuel, but he was very visually impressive um, over Christmas when he won his maiden. Um but yeah, there's a, it's a kind of like a mix of horses in here with one maidens, horses that have gone into graded company and have performed well, or we've not seen the true potential because they've like fell or um, pulled up. And you could give like Holly Macaponi another chance, perhaps, if you want to buy into that Galana Menil form. Um, but it is really deep, isn't it? There's a, I'm giving the chance to like six or seven here that, that could win. It's, it's pretty tough to decipher. In terms of uh, Gallard de Menil's stablemate, uh, Statler, he won well, of course, at the track as well. Uh, Leopardstown over Christmas. Um, how do you reckon he compares um, to Gallard de Menil? It seems to be, at this stage, Willie's Albert Bartlett horse. Yeah, I think he's more of a stayer. Um, certainly the way he finished off that race and, and Gallard de Menil seems to have uh, maybe a bit more pace at the finish, but it's so hard to compare. I mean, they've, what they've only had two runs over heard was a piece um very very hard to split them and and they can go in different ways but yeah i, I mean certainly by the anti-post markets for those races um guide them i think it's about seven to one for the ballymore and then statler's the 10 to one favorite for the alba bartlett so that's the way they're going but obviously this is a nice race sort of an intermediate distance where they can weigh up their options what about uh ashdale bob uh, ben, uh, best price as you say around 10 to 1 would have been a lot shorter had he not fell in the grade 1 Lawler of Nace behind uh, Bob Ollinger um, <laughs> I imagine this, <laughs> this this fall for anyone that hasn't seen it please go and watch it but it, it, it's like it's Maybe a racing com- it's, a, it's like a racing computer game and you've, and you've pressed the jump button too early <laughs> is, that, is how I see it yeah he did like a completely forward world didn't he can you just simply put that down to a novice mistake? Um, I guess so. These any of these horses can make a a mistake like that at any time. Um, 
and we don't know what he would have done in that grade one um, that Bob Bollinger won. But in his two hurdle races prior, he hadn't done anything wrong. And he looked a lot, so much improved from his hurdle races last season. Would he have beaten Bob Bollinger? Doubt it. I think he's pretty special. I know Fernie Hollow beat him, but we think Fernie Hollow's quite special as well. So he won the champion bumper and he's now out for the season. But Bob Bollinger was a worthy, a worthy second that day. Um, and at the price, Ashdell Bobby's, I'd probably be willing to take a chance, being 10 to 1. Um, I think he's only that price, he didn't stay on his feet. Um, but this is a very deep race, and maybe that's um, the odd suggesting the odds as well, because obviously William Mullins' horses normally uh, dominate the market, and there's always a lot of excitement around them when it comes close to Cheltenham. Maybe that's affecting the... Um, the double figure price on Ashdale Bob, but he's definitely a very intriguing horse to to weigh up um, alongside all the others that are leading the market. So, where are we looking for in terms of uh, in terms of our selections for this? It's a it's a tough nut to crack. Are we maybe prepared to uh, take on the favourite with an each way each way bet to start, or is this uh, form a bit of a bit of an accumulator? I think in terms of picking a winner of this race, I mean, because there's, it's so tight, I think you maybe have to view a, an effort from home like maybe being pulled up and then that fall from Ashdale Bob rate up about a week too early is a little bit more harshly and say, well, that's that's something that they've given you not to back them, whereas the other horses above them all haven't done. Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned Cape Gentleman, who won the Irish Zarich and is rated 100 on the flat. So I think the rule of thumb is about £45. And you get the jump training, so that puts them on one four five. That's a that's a decent rating at this stage for a novice, and one that you can certainly improve on. Uh, he won over two and a half miles at Punchers Town at the start of December in the main hurdle, and um, his jumping was excellent the whole way around. Bar one that he sort of stepped up, but it wasn't a serious mistake. Didn't stop his momentum, uh, but he won very very easy that day, and he's been entered a few times since, and not run. And um, is I mean I, to be honest with you, I've backed Statler for the Albert Bartlett and. Uh, the, I backed Cape Gentleman after that run. Um, I think for it, I can't remember if I did it specifically for the Ballymore or any any race. I think I might have taken the any just to be safe. But um, I think for, for me, I'll probably stick with Cape Gentleman maybe each way just because I think I'd be more gutted if having picked him initially for the Ballymore or the Albatman. Uh, if I was to get off him and he won at that price, I'd be, um, be a little bit sick. So I'd probably go Cape Gentleman each way. For me, I, I did look at Cape Gentleman. Obviously, he's an, an unbeaten horse, one from one. Could be anything. Um, but I was looking further down as well because of the deepness of this race. And um, Ganapathy hasn't really done much wrong. He did come second to uh, Drill Deal in the Moscow Flyer. He's not done a lot wrong. So I think he, I thought he might have been a little bit shorter than, than 16s. But the horse I'm going to go for. Is I'm going to take a punt on Ashdale Bob at ten to one, and in the hope he stays on his feet, and just on the base he's not done a lot wrong apart from that fall, and he could serve it up to um to the others who've just won maiden hurdles or they have very high potential, but so does Ash Ashdale Bob, and I feel as though he's still got a lot left in the tank, but he's it's such a tough race. It won't be going in a multiple or anything. It'll just be a single. Yeah, I, I actually backed uh, Ganapathy uh, the last day at the um, in that Supreme trial, and he, 
I thought he was a little bit of a weak finisher, but I think the the step up in trip will will, will definitely suit him. So I, I I can definitely see that I'm probably reluctant to to back him this day because it's so competitive. But well, yeah. I mean, some of us backed real deal, you know, and and got on the drift. So, mm. but mm. Uh, I I'd be with uh, Gallard de Manil. I think that it, he's a proper proper horse. And uh, yeah, my Bob Ollinger. Um, Bally, Ballymore uh, bet, uh, which I'm quite happy with. It got him at 12 to 1. I am fearing that Gallard de Manil might just be a class above, but we shall see in time. Um, moving on then, the next stop on our grade one train is the uh, Ladbrokes Dublin Chase. Um, and maybe a quick stop because uh, with the top two, clearly the standout uh, in the market, uh, headed by Chacun Poussoir, this race over two mile. One and a half furlongs. Chacun uh, Poussoir, uh, best price four to nine. Very short indeed. And obviously uh, going to go off a very short price as well for the champion chase, all being well. Min's in there uh, at four to one. Last year's Ryanair winner. It's just a field of six. Notebook is in at seven to one for Rachel Blackmore. And then we've got uh, some um, horses at bigger price. Sizing Potsy, 25 to one. Tornado Flyer. At 25 to 1 on the outside at the minute is Fakir Duderi, who was uh, second in last year's article. So, uh, interesting one. It looks like it's a match race between the, the front two. Um, are there any chinks in Shakam Pussoir's armour, Harry? Yeah, you can't. It's hard to stay healthy, would be the main one. Obviously, he was pulled out of the champion chase with a stone bruise. I think it was the morning of the race, wasn't it, last season? Um, but on his last performance, uh, a couple of the jumps, I think it might have been the uh, it might have been the third and second last. Uh, I can't remember the top of it anyway. Um, but he just absolutely winged them and it was spectacular. And uh, he can he can sit just off the pace or he can make all it doesn't make a difference. And he's clearly a very, very good horse. Um, whether you want to be, I know we beat him last year, but whether you want to be taking two to one on thereabouts against a horse like Min is another thing. It's jump racing, anything can go wrong. And um the skinny enough price for me. Um, yeah, I think the only chink in his his armor is the fitness. Um he's very very delicate horse. Um I did note that in his race at Cork uh, early in December he did need to be shaken up a little bit about five, six furlongs out, but then it all fell apart really. Uh, behind him with a, a few fallers, and I don't think he's ever gonna be be tested that day. Um, and in the chase at Leopardstown back at Christmas, he didn't have any any sort of problems putting putting notebook away, even though a few fences were taken out, which was very frustrating. And he has been in a, a number of different races this season, this Lawson and uh, having to pull fences out. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of him, uh, but I can't see him overturning Chacon Poussoir, same as. Same as last year. Yeah, this is uh, this race last year that Shaq and Pussoir, uh beat Min. Uh, Shaq and Pussoir, of course, didn't get to the champion chase. Min did go and uh, and won the uh, the Ryanair. And both of them, as I said before, all being well, will go to those two uh, races. And I mean, if if Shaq and Pussoir doesn't win, then it certainly completely blows the champion chase wide open, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um... I mean, I think it's a. It, I, even if Chuck and Pussoir lost to me, I, I think still think he'd be pretty short price for the champion chase purely 
because of what we've seen from the other horse at the top of that market. I mean, Altior has obviously been beaten by Nube Negra, which is um, not champion chase form, albeit he was off for a long time and there's other excuses. As you said before, I mean, Shaq and Poswai and men are going to go as favourites for their races. Um, so whichever order they finish, I don't think it, it would particularly matter. But yeah, it does have the bearings of of a two-horse race, doesn't it, really? I, I think the Arkle form from last year with the likes of uh, Notebook obviously blew up in that race. Um, but Fakir Duderi has, has been awful and not really won many races. And um, yeah, there's not much to this, but but Shaqam plus Byron men. What are we going for then? Shaqam, got to be. Um, although I, do, I don't not like backing men because he's, he's one of my favourite horses, seeing him bolt up at, at Aintree in person and, um, and seeing him win Cheltenham and Arena as well, grimly hanging on last year. But I don't think he'll be able to overturn Shaq on here. The form from that race is is the best in this race. Uh, you've got San Calvados who ran okay in the King George, who was second. Apolutar was third, won the Savills Chase and is one of the favourites of the Gold Cup. Frodon mm-hmm. won the, the King George. I mean, we can go on about the King George, we don't have to. I mean, it was just an absolute shambles and Frodon's not got a chance. Uh, whatsoever finishing the top five or six in the Gold Cup. But anyway, that's the bare form. And and at the prices, I think you can get 92 on Min. It's a quarter of the odds. You can actually make money betting on Min, just placing this race. And far the champion chaser 2019, when they changed tactics on him to try and beat Altior, um, he's, he's been outside the top two for William Mullins once. And that's how consistent this horse is. That's how good he's been. And and if you're offering me the prices there, Shaq and Plus were two to one on, or Min, nine to two. Uh, as an each way alternative, Min is far better bet and you can actually make a little bit of money on and sort of cover the fact that yeah in fairness Shaq and Pussware is the most likely winner but I'm much more willing to take a chance on Min at 92 than I want Shaq and Pussware at, at those odds interesting very interesting um, I, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not really wild here but I, I, I do I do like Tornado Flyer for this race not not that I'll be backing him but you know if, I don't know there would be a if if anyone would ever make a without Shaq and Pussoir and Min market, but <laughs> um, God, I'd probably still give you ten to one on that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I think dropping down to two miles. I think I think um, I think he wouldn't be a bad bet. But yeah, no, Shaq and Pussoir. I think is the most likely winner. You're listening to the Matchday FM podcast. Moving on to the uh, 210, which is the Irish Arkle, which is run over the same distance as the uh, Dublin Chase, the previous race uh, for novices. And once again, we've got a very short-priced Willie Mullins favourite in Enagamine. Uh, best price, five to six, followed by Unexpected at four to one. Captain Guinness, eight. Uh, Darva Star and Franco de Port are 10 to one as well. Felix Deji, 12 to 1, and it's 25 to 1 bar the rest. Um, in terms of Enegamine, uh, obviously the second favourite behind Shishkin for the Arkle itself um, at Cheltenham. And again, probably needs to win this as well, but uh, uh, nothing against him here? Uh, I do think he wins. I wouldn't say he's a, like a, a cast iron banker. Um, unaccepted won his first chase pretty pretty comfortably by about eight lengths and, and Tukas isn't 
a terrible horse. Obviously, he's, going he's to not a good him. horse either, though, is he? No, he's going to handicaps, and he's, he looks like he's how many has he won? Let me finish. It looks like he'll win one of these handicaps. Um, he's rated one three eight, and he's been beaten four times this season. But unexpected. So carry on. Do carry on. Unexpected. He's um, obviously he's, he's just as unexposed as Enigamin, but Enigamin is on the his two chase runs. Um, one by eighteen lengths, and one by nine lengths or ten lengths, I think, and it it will look very, very hard to beat, especially when he beat Captain Guinness, put him right in his place. Um, but yeah, he should be too good, but you never know with horse racing, and there's a lot of horses in behind that have raced each other, like Franco de Port and Darvisar and Felix Deja. That that Grade One, um, a month back, um, but I. <laughs> Couldn't see any of them winning this. Uh, I think if they're battled it out in their own race again, I think you get three different winners every time. Um, yeah, Enigamine for me. Um, can he serve it up to Shishkin in the Oracle? Not sure. Um, well, I think we'll find out a lot more more in this race. If he wins this by like eight or ten lengths, I, I think Shishkin has a very, very worthy adversary, uh, Cheltenham. I, I disagree. I think he's the cast iron banker. I mean, as I just said about unaccepted, like that form against Antukas is um is not going to win this race. When Antukas has been beaten three times in handicap company since, and he's rated one three eight. Like uh, Enegamine is is one five nine. He's got to find almost two stone to get involved here. Um, I I don't see that. I I, I kind of get his price slightly because we already know that Enegamine is better than Captain Guinness. Uh, as Ben said, Captain Guinness is put right in his place. Um, so aside from them, obviously you go back to the form from the rating post, novice chase, and, and that race was complete and a mess. Felix Desi just went far too hard and um, packed his bags uh, with about half a mile left. Um, Franco de Port was held up and wasn't really fancied that day per se, but he's uh, he's won two of his chases this year, so he's he's got every right to be towards the head of the market, I suppose, and maybe he could be the main threat to Enegamin, but um, Davis Stars obviously got formed with with some serious horses. He was third in the champion hurdle behind Epitome. Uh, he was second in the Irish champion hurdle last year behind Honeysuckle, and he got also four lengths, been four lengths of on well and uh, as a novice hurdler. So if he can recapture that form, it puts him in, in the mix, and he's certainly a decent each-way price at 10s. We obviously got three plays in this, so I think that's a fair bet. But uh, Enigamine, I'd say he has to win this if he is going to be sort of talked about in the same vein as Shishkin. Um, and obviously this will make him a grade one novice chase and Shishkin won't be. So it would make that 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 race a little bit more interesting, certainly. And, and there's a lot of people over the RSC who certainly think he can beat Shishkin. Um, so to live up to that reputation, he absolutely has to be winning a race like this. So, yeah, three votes for uh, Enigamine then. Yeah. Moving on to the star attraction of the day, it's the Chanel Farmer Irish Champion Hurdle, grade one, over two miles. Field of six, Harry? Yeah, and uh, the market's headed by last year's winner, Honeysuckle, for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead uh, at 11 to 8 and beating in nine stars under rules. Then second favourite, the uh, the likable Charger, two to one for Patrick and Willie Mullins. Obviously won the Matson Hurdle over Christmas at Leopardstown. Third favourite, uh, another for Willie Mullins, Samoa, written by Mike Walsh at six to one. 
Then we've got Abacadabra for Jack Henley and Gordon Elliott, 8-1 to one on something of a retrieval mission after that run. Um, and then another for Willie Mullins is Soldier, who won the Morgiana last season, but has been notoriously difficult to, to keep right. That's run by Paul Townend at 12-1. to one. And then Petit Mouchoir uh, is the, the final runner in the field for Brian Cooper and Gordon Elliott at 16-1. to one. I'm thinking there might be some strong opinions on this uh, on this as to who should be favourite and whatever. So, uh, Ben, what do you reckon? No, I think Honeysuckle's the worthy favourite. Um, unbeaten in nine starts in, uh, under rules. Um, I thought she might be a little bit short of, actually. Um, I guess maybe a recent, like, uh, like the form of uh, last race at, at Fairy House in the Hatton's Grace. Obviously, Ronald Pump was um, half a length behind her. Um, and he was coming. Uh, obviously, he's like a kind of more of a stayer, um, three miler. But Honeysuckle was just hanging on there. Um, Beacon Edge was behind as well. But I just got to go back to like, uh, like beating Benny Desger at, um, at Cheltenham. Uh, I think a lot of us couldn't. I'd buy back Benny that day. Um, and I was quite surprised that Honeysuckle won, but he just solidified as one of the, the top hurdlers. And looking at the at the field here, obviously Charge is the main threat. Um after winning the the Matheson over Christmas. But in this race last year he kind of flopped. I think he finished sixth. Um so he's kind of like a, a streaky horse. Finished sixth in that and I went on to obviously the champion hurdle at Cheltenham finished second. Um and then behind Charger, obviously, in the odds, you can't really give a a chance to Abracadabra's winning because he's so far behind. And we all know Sam, Sam Roy should have won the uh, the Morgiana this year. We know who's who was to blame there without saying the name. Um, and then Soldier, obviously, he's got a lot of quality, but perhaps disappointing in the Morgiana, I think. Uh, not the Morgiana, sorry, the Matheson um, on his return. Uh, I still think he's got quality, but maybe it was just uh, he needs to blow the cobwebs off. But for me, I think Honeysuckle, she just does enough every single time. She's very brave. And even in this race last year, I think she got heady, didn't she, um, in the straight? And she battled back to beat Darvistar. So I think she's a worthy favourite. I, I thought she might be a little bit shorter. Um, 11 to 8, I think, I think is, for a favourite anyway, is pretty decent odds. I couldn't disagree more with pretty much everything that Ben just said. Um, uh, I, I know she's unbeaten, um, but like, she's just... Has there ever been like a less sexy horse than Honeysuckle? I mean, uh, she, she doesn't do anything sort of flashy. Like, I know she won this last year, but it, that race was a mess, clearly. Um, Sharjah never turned up, and the rest of the field was sort of bang average or approaching their uh, free bus passes. And yeah, I get it. The, the form against Benny Dejo is good, but would she won that if Robbie Pat Robbie Pat hadn't allowed a free run at the inside when he could have blocked that off? Um, no. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, she's won her last year by half a length. I think there's every reason to take her on, and there's a there's got to be a feeling that she get beat. I personally don't think she's a two miler. I don't think she's quick enough against genuine two milers. I don't think she jumps well enough. Um, I think connections have said that if she wins it, she will she will go for the champion hurdle. 
uh, this season instead of the mayors. But I mean, I, I don't think you've got a chance whatsoever in the championship. Yeah, that 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 does surprise me. You know, I, I just. Uh, I just don't think she's a two-miler. Um, and, and listen, fair play if you, the, the champion hurdle clearly is more uh, more prestigious than the mayor's hurdle, but I, I don't see her winning that. Like, could you could you imagine imagine her beating Epitone? I, I, I personally well, yeah, well, um, I mean, it wouldn't be quick enough for me. No, I don't think, I don't think she's quick enough at all. And yeah, I, Charger maybe has been a little hard to win with, but he's won won the uh, the Matheson in the last three years, and he's got class. And the, the way he travelled in the champion hurdle was phenomenal. He came there swinging alongside Everton and, and just got beaten by a better horse. Um, that would be the best, probably the best form in the race for me. Uh, certainly, you've got the Matheson. If not, Aspar Towers, who's obviously not here, um, was second in that. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy to take on Honey Circle. <sighs> the Sharjah could win. Um, and I'd, I'd quite like to see that, to be fair. He gets on so well with Patrick Mullins, and, that, and that'd be a nice story. But um, the only thing I wouldn't disagree with uh, what Ben said is about Samoa. I mean, like we put him up at the start of the season and talked quite uh, glowingly about him. But the way he finished in the, in the Madison hurdle, was, oh, it was awful. He looked the only winner um, two hurdles out and just found absolutely nothing. Um, and you, you'd have to question his attitude after that. Like, does he really want it? Um uh, certainly, is he a grade one horse? You'd have to say no or no. But yeah. Abercadabra obviously had excuses that day, unlike Samurai. Um, was found with mucus, uh, I think. And Gordon Elliott's horses were all blowing out, well, mostly blowing out around that time, with the exception of a couple, notably Zanahir. But a lot of his horses underperformed. Um, and for him to be bigger than Samurai, having already beaten Samurai this season, and you go back to his form from his novice days behind Shishkin and Envoilem. He was ahead off Shishkin and then a length and a half off on Violin. That's um, that's pretty pretty top notch form. And at eight to one, like each way again, that that's a, I mean, a couple of runners short short of the, the three places, but each way, Abercadabra is the bet is the bet for me here. Saldia, you'd certainly like to see more than what he offered last time. I know it was his first run for a long time, but he's never really blown up that badly before. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he, went, I thought he, he jumped. Went. I thought he jumped really slickly, really fast. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, and you can obviously forgive him for tiring. Like I, I just don't see. I don't see Honey Circle having the pace to keep up with an informed Charger, uh, an informed Avicadabra, and even an informed Saldia. Payne as well has um, has been running creditably without winning. Um, He'll make it. A I think it's a really, it's a really race. good race. Yeah, you expect him to go up in front. Obviously, I remember him in the Arkle with uh, on footpad. In 2018, and him and St. Calvados went uh, hell for leather in that, and and pretty much when I saw off you're St. Calvados. You're saying informed Charger, but Charger won the maps in last year and then came sick in this. So. Yeah, I say, when I say an inform, I mean if he is in top form. I'm not saying he will be, obviously, we don't know that. But if he runs to his best, I think he's a better horse than Honeysuckle. I don't think that's, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, Has he improved uh, since last year, do you reckon? Well, the way he traveled, the way he traveled in that. In the champion hurdle, if you watch it back, honestly, it was so it, it was it was a picture, but obviously he just bumped into Epitome, um, which is you know it's it's no negative really, but like the way he travels just makes him more of an appealing horse than a honeysuckle, and he certainly jumps better than honeysuckle. I, I really just don't think she's a two miler. Listen, she's unbeaten. Clearly, she's a good horse, and she may well prove me wrong. Um, but at the price, I'm I'm very happy to take on, especially with Abacadabra. I mean. Honeysuckle's form has got nothing uh, in 
anywhere near the stratosphere that um, Abacadabra has. Sorry, certainly over two miles. Um, and the same can probably be said for Shadia on his peak days. So, yeah, for me, it'd be Abacadabra's. Go on, Ben. Might make your final case for honeysuckle. Well, after all that Harry said, I'm not changing mind. I'm going for honeysuckle, and hopefully she just, she just gets it done. Excellent. Uh, Abacadabra's each way for uh, Harry and Charger for me. Definitely uh, should be the favourite. Uh, best best form in the race in that Matheson hurdle. He was brilliant. I think he's improved from this time last year. Um, Abacadabras, I think, uh, I think, do you know what? I think Cheltenham will be his, his time. Uh, I hope they have him primed and ready for Cheltenham. I, I, I could see him running well there. You just, you just want to see an improvement, wouldn't you? I mean, he, he doesn't necessarily have to win this, No, but if he just runs, if he, if he's, you know, in the frame first, second or third, but close, you'd get a bit of optimism going into the champion hurdle, which, you know, after a patent loss is certainly an open race. And then Saudi, again, a watching mission uh, for, for me, uh, hopefully runs well. And, but uh, yeah, that, that, this champion hurdle, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth when we do our Cheltenham podcast, but it's, there's so many horses you can back. I've already backed Aspire Tower. Harry, I'm sure you've backed Abacadabras. Like, it's so open. Mm-hmm. You can make a case for about seven or eight of them. It's going to be some race. Uh, but yeah, there we go. I want to check out your um, article on the on the website as yeah, well. Thank you for that. Yeah, e- e- excellent read. Let's get uh, before we move on to day two. Uh, what is your best bet on day one, then, lads? That's tough. Um, I, I'll, pro- I'll probably say min each way. I mean, you're not going to win loads if you if you place this, but like, I just think he's an outstanding bet each way, and there's there's every chance that he, he could beat Shaq and Paul Swear. Uh, obviously, we didn't see the John Deck and all we saw maybe the last 20 yards. Um, but Patrick Mullins came off him and was like uh, raving about him, how well he jumped. And he, he, I know he's getting on a bit now at, at his big age, but there's every chance he, he could still be improving. He certainly, the way he's raced, like he could have saved, he could have, um, he could have saved some in the tank. Like he's never, never pulled too hard or anything like that. And he could keep going. Um, Listen, Shaq and Pusswell is the most likely winner, clearly. But I think at, at the prices, if you can get nine to two each way on men in a race like that, I think that's um, that's a good bet. I'm just going to go for the, the horse that I've picked that's got the biggest odds, and that's Ashdale Bob. I know it's a deep race. Um, but I think he's definitely worth each way of value. I imagine it's three places, most. Um, on most at least, places. yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah I'd, hope, I'd, I'd hope for four, but... Um, yeah, I'll go with Ashdale Bob at 10 to 1. I think he's definitely definitely worth a punt. Yeah, good bets, them. I think. Uh, I would, I'm really, really keen on Gallard de Manil, so I'll probably put him in with a double with uh, with Charger. So uh, there we go. That's uh, day one done and dusted. You're listening to Match Day FM. It was isn't a hoot. We all laugh now. Was there any point when you were just like, please stop? I remember watching that match and I was thinking, when is this going to end? I was meant to be going to see uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine and I just kept saying to me, like, you know, I'm just watching the end of this match and then <laughs> 10 minutes later, you know, another Makes text, sense. where are you? Yeah, it still hasn't finished. And to be honest, that's probably why she's an ex-girlfriend of mine. Now. <laughs> I was going to say, blame, blame John Esner for that, I was. Yeah, and, uh, and Nicholas and who yeah, both of them. This is Match Day FM. Home of sporting banter and debate. Right, uh, we're on to day two, and the 
blue ribbon event of the meeting and the day is the Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup, three miles and a half a furlong. Uh, we only have five runners, uh, sadly, for this. Not like the uh, the cavalry charge, which is the Savile's chase over Christmas. But um, we've got Manella Indo as the favourite at 13 to 8, followed by Ken Boy at 5 to 2. Melon at 7 to 2, both those uh, horses behind Aplutar in that Savile's chase. And then we've got Delta Work at four to one, the winner of this race last year. And the Ruffy is Gordon Elliott's The Storyteller. So uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, the key piece of form um, from this season is that Savile's chase um, at Christmas. Delta Work and Manila Endo both fell. Kenboy and Mellon second and third. Um, I mean, with Manila Endo, it's... Is this kind of now or never for him to prove he's actually a live Gold Cup contender? I think he has to win this off the back of a fall. Um, it, it was, it was probably well, it was still a novice fall, really, wasn't it? Like he just never got the landing gear out, um, and it, it was just a weird race. Obviously, he came out and then Delta Work unseated, and it, it it got a bit a bit a bit strange to be honest. But um, yeah, it showed well. It's nice to see that the fire was still alive in Kenboy. Obviously, he just got mugged by Alpisa. He finished it. finished like a train. Uh, it showed us again that Mellon runs really well all the time, but never wins. And yeah, that's probably what I took from it. I think Manila Indus got the highest ceiling of these. Uh, but the fact that Kenboy came back to some sort of form was good, uh, particularly with this race in mind. I'm not sure he particularly liked Cheltenham, but uh, he could go back for the Betway Bowl that, that he went at Aintree really impressively two years ago. Uh, and then obviously you can go for the Punchestown Gold Cup uh, late in the season. But yeah, I mean, uh, only five runners, but uh, I think it should be a decent race. Yeah, we haven't got the declarations, uh, as we said earlier, for Sunday, but uh, we will know that David Mullins will not be riding uh, Ken Boy. So it'll be interesting to see the uh, the old jockey bookings for, for this race. Um, ben, what do you reckon? Is it a case that you probably wouldn't really be surprised if any of these beat each other. Seems to me there's not that much between them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them beat each other. And I'm surprised that the storyteller so much an outsider, obviously. I'm yeah, a bit, I agree. I'm a bit confused yeah. why they went back over hurdles. Maybe it was just because of how many options Gordon Elliott had over Christmas, but he's a he's owned by he's not owned by Gigginstown. Um but I didn't understand why I went over hurdles. I would have probably sent him to the Savills as well after he won the, the Down Royal Champion chase. Um, but I wouldn't have him at double figures in this in this field. Um, but yeah, they're all kind of like racing against each other, aren't they? And Manila Indoor is the one that's obviously an, an outlier in the sense that he was racing against these horses for the, for the first time, really, in the Savills. And obviously we don't know what he would have done he fell halfway through. But on the strength of his, his two other runs this season, he looks like a very competent um, chaser. Um, will he be good enough to win a Gold Cup? Well, I assume we'll find out in in this race, but he will have to win it for me if he's a, a live contender for Cheltenham because the likes of Ken Boy and Delta Work have tried to save it up to Albion Photo. Um, at Cheltenham, it's not happened for him. So um, I think Manelino has to win um, if he's 
if he's worth a bet at Cheltenham, it'll be interesting to see if he does win, what the odds will will go like. I don't know what odds he is at the minute, but I think Albion Foso about... Around 10 to 1, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, all in all, it's just a very intriguing race. Um, all racing against each other again, and hopefully there'll be no fallers this time and they'll all go to the line um, together or close together. Selections then? I think we got. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Minella Indo wins because I think he's the one that, if he does win, would be most likely to win a Gold Cup. Um, as I've said, Kenboy doesn't appear to like Chumpy been there enough times and not one now uh, that you could sort of probably roll him out of the Gold Cup. Mellon, like I've said, um, doesn't win enough. I think he's won one of his last 16, won one race since November 2017. Is so. it Ryanair or Gold Cup? What, what, what I, do you think? I personally would, would think Ryanair, but then the issue you've got is you're going to have Min and Alaho for that. Uh, so but I don't know, but the, the the key thing is it's obviously owned by the Donnellys, and they've got Alvin Photo. So I I would imagine it will go right now. And well, he's got a better chance of winning the right now. Let's be let's be let's be pretty really honest about that. Um, not that I think he'd win, but it would be there or thereabouts as he always is. Uh, very rarely runs a bad race. Um, and you know that that sort of horse would be a joy to own, wouldn't it? One that just turns up all the time, and you always get a good run from. Um, Delta Works, another one who's been to Cheltenham and. An RSA. I know we won. I won the attempts uh, hurdle in 2018, I think. Uh, but he's been to Cheltenham in an RSA and the Gold Cup and and been beaten. Um, and I think he could. He could. I mean, he won this last year. There's every chance he could win this year. And Jack Kenley obviously is key to him. Um, but I don't see him winning the Gold Cup. And I completely agree. I, I for the life of me cannot work out why the storyteller is about 14 to one when he beat Delta Work in the Irish Champion Chase, albeit he had race fitness and Delta Work normally needs a run, but still, like that's kind of an insulting price. And he hasn't got massive supplies on ratings. He's, only, he's eight pounds below Delta Work, three pounds below Minna Rindo. So well, it wouldn't be the biggest shock ever if he was to win. But th- that's the sort of race you enjoy. Any of them could win. I completely agree. Um, I hope Minna Rindo wins just because it will make the Gold Cup a bit more intriguing. Um, and I think he probably will. But um, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to a, to a cracking race, to be honest. I think I I picked the when we did our podcast before Christmas. I think I picked the storyteller for the for the Savills, but then obviously they rerouted back over hurdles. So I think I'll I want Manila Indoor to win to be kind of like that album for another challenger for album photo. Um, so I'll will back him, but I will also back each way the storyteller. Don't know if his odds will shorten or not. I think they might do. Um, in the next few days. But, yeah, I'm going to go for Manello Indoor, but also have a couple of quid each way on the storyteller. Oh, we're, we're all in agreement. Looking at the prices before looking at the ground, you think Delta work looks a bit overpriced, but the soft ground for me would be the um, the fear there. Um, yeah, Manello Indoor, most likely winner, but can't back him at them prices. And, yeah, storyteller's way overpriced. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the storyteller in a, in a forecast or each way, um, definitely a good bet. So, uh, match day FM, um, all together on that one. Oh, what can possibly go wrong now? The first time in whatever, however long it's been. It'll be down, it'll be down at the first, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, Marvellous. Marvellous. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to backtrack a little bit and, uh, go back to the, um, 
the 114 do the rest of the grade ones in chronological order starting with the uh, the 140 the tattersalls island spring juvenile hurdle which sees uh Calixios, uh for uh, gordon elliott run and is uh, the short priced five to four favorite his other uh triumph hurdle obviously uh the the big race at cheltenham uh the the favorite for that is zana here he won't be running here so calixios will run here five to four french Asil takes him on at two to one for willie mullins another one for willie uh ten to three Yumdor. then it's bustleton at ten to one for joseph o'brien hador willie mullins saint sam willie mullins and two outsiders al quafina and varna gold um what do we reckon about this uh this division i mean the gordon elliott seems to hold all the aces doesn't he um what about quilixios are you a fan of him well i think initially we should say that if the triumph hurdle isn't won by an irish horse um i'll be absolutely staggered uh like the the strength and depth over there for juveniles is just ridiculous compared to what we've got like adagio yeah commendable horse but winning a grade one over here like he's already been beaten by Duffelcoat, who probably isn't even in gordon elliott's top five juveniles yeah, French Asil uh, is now with Willie Mullins, having previously been trained by Elmery Holden for one by 22 lengths on, on his debut over Christmas at Leopardstown. Uh, and that was mighty impressive. Another one for the Donnellys. Like, their they're, they're stable is um, looking pretty ridiculous, like, just with what we've talked about entries here. Um, but uh, Yundor uh, maybe would have won last time uh, against Tiufo, but he came down the, at the last hurdle. Uh, looked like he was travelling the better, but I think... Um, Section was after the last show that Tiefo actually picked up, and it may, may have been a, a fascinating end to the race. Listen, Quilixios probably has the most potential, and um, the fact that obviously French Seal was still getting used to Willie Mullins' train and having moved uh, just over a month ago. Um, maybe I'm looking into that a little bit too deeply, but like, it's something that could maybe put you off. Whereas Quilixios, uninterrupted for at a couple of runs in, Octo- in October, won by 20 lengths and 13 lengths. Um, yeah, he's He's probably the one for me in this. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see a nice battle between Quilixus and French Asil. Uh, I, I'm not sure we'll be seeing the Triumph had a winner. With Quilixus, he, he's got Zana here to, to battle with his Gordon's like number one. And if he does win this, I think this there's more strength in depth here than the the last race that Zanahir won, obviously Hador and Busselson are in here, the second, the third and second from Zanahir's last win. Um, and I thought Hador run, ran pretty well, considering it was his, his first run over hurdles, um, chucked into a, a big graded race like that. Then I think there'll be improvement here, but I don't think he'll, we'll get past quality shots on French seal, but if we're, I'm going to side with French seal. I wouldn't be surprised, obviously, Quilixios wins. Uh, but French Seal, for me, just looks so good um, at Leopardstown last time. And I'm backing him to um, make it two out of two. Harry? Yeah, Quilixios for me. Um, I know he's, well, he's obviously being nothing, but uh, the price tag and, and everything else just, um, I think he's, he's potentially the, the classiest of these. Yeah, it'd be. Quilixios for me quickly. I, I I still think that for me Zana here is probably the best priced of all the shorties at Cheltenham at the minute. You still get about five to two, three to one. I think that's still still value. Yeah, it is, it is pretty outstanding value, isn't it? Like from from what we've seen, um, the way he's won 
he won one race that was run um, at a very fast tempo and another one that where they crawled around and uh, you would say, well, pretty strong armour there, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's not much they can do to mess him about in the chance, but but yeah, that from what we've seen, obviously Zana here looks uh, looks a, a very very good prospect. Uh, moving on to the two ten, the Chanel Farmer novices hurdle over two miles. Uh, appreciate it then is uh, again very short, four to six, followed by Bally Adam five to one. Again, not confirmed these um, these runners, but Blue Lord is next to eight to one. Then Keskon Risk eight to one, Irascible nine to one, Master Max She is in at twelve to one, but he might go for the uh, for a handicap, and it's sixteen to one bar. Um, Thoughts on this? Do, do you, are you both really in love with appreciate it and for the supreme? Um, prob- well, I think he'll definitely win this. Um, I don't foresee him having any any issues, especially if Bally Adam um, turns up again. I think that bubble was was pretty much burst. Yeah, um, again though, like with that Bally Adam thing, you got to bear in mind that the, the stable form of Gordon Elliott at the time. That that would be a valid excuse. Yeah, um, I was still really impressed. Appreciate it. He did it pretty effortlessly. Um, and of the other horses in this race, um, as Dots, Blue Lord, he's that very untested, having just two runs. Obviously, he's behind Bob Ollinger, wasn't he? And at Nace, and obviously Ashdale Bob got taken out of that early, so we don't know. How that that finish would have played out. Um, he's another one you could consider, but I think Willie you'll see appreciate as his as his main horse for this race. And then you look further down, there's 19 horses like in the entry still. I assume that they got whittled out to maybe single figures. Um, I just can't see anything testing appreciate here. And for the for the supreme, I've not really seen any two milers. That are in his in his quality. Um, appreciate it either. So I think appreciate it goes on to win this uh, over the weekend, and then more than likely goes on to Cheltenham and um, and wins there for me. Yeah, certainly doesn't look as as good a supreme as last year. Maybe that's that's a tad harsh because last year's supreme was. Very, very good. But uh, what about this uh, this race, Harry? Well, I actually think it's interesting. Um, appreciate it. Well, <clears throat> he was the talking horse on the on the on the bumper scene last year, and was obviously mugged by Fernie Hollow in the champion bumper. Um, yeah, he's he's probably the best horse in the race. Um, he's he's beaten plenty of these already. Um, I, I I just think it's kind of funny, like. The, Appreciate it was that Ballymore horse until Fanny Hollow got injured and they've rerouted him here and just like he's exploded, hasn't he? Um, it was that, that performance last time was sensational. Um, but even his maiden hurdle, uh, when Appreciate won and he was 12 to 1 on against Martin McShee. Now, Martin McShee's come out and won twice since then, um, first by an hour length and then five lengths in a, in a handicap. Um, so he made at the time you're thinking, oh, he hasn't won by far, it's a bit, um, it's a bit. A bit worrying at twelve to one on uh, winning by two and a, two and a half lengths, but yeah, he's um, it looks solid. Uh, I, I would agree. I think he's probably the most likely one to supreme. Uh, I do like Meteo though. Um, there probably isn't a Shushkin in there, uh, but you know, you never know. Um, 
appreciate as a as a lot of class. I'd like to see Bally Adam come back to some sort of form. He's already won a great one this year, won the the Royal Bond um at Fairy House that Envoy Allen won last year. Uh, but I don't think we should forget about Blue Lord. Uh, he was obviously entered in the race the novice hurdle on a Saturday as well. Um he pulled so fiercely in um in the Lord was a nice hurdle last time. Um I have no idea how he got home to finish second. Only six and a half lengths off Bob Bob Ollinger. I thought that was some effort the way he pulled. He he um he never let go of the bridle the whole way round uh, to finish how he did. I think dropping back to two miles is absolutely the right move. Um, I think he'd have a decent chance here. Uh, I agree. And it'd yeah. be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if he can save it to appreciate. It. And and albeit I think appreciates it is the most likely winner. Um, I think it, it could be a, a proper race between appreciate it, Bally Adam and Blue Lord. Um, but yeah, these three would all would all look decent prospects for for the Supreme. Obviously, it does appear like appreciate it is the best. And we'll see come Sunday uh, whether he confirms that. Um, but yeah, I think, again, it's another another interesting race. But if I had to go for one, I'd, I'd be picking Appreciate just off what we've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blue Law will probably be one of my stronger each way uh, bets of, of the weekend. Uh, really nice price at the minute. Um, you can get might, at the moment if he turns yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, that might tumble in the next uh, 24 hours. But we'll see. Very keen the last day. Drops back to two miles. And uh, could be could be very good, but yeah, appreciate obviously going to be hard to beat off uh, off the form of last time. And finally, the one we're going to look at is the uh, the three ten the Flow Gas Novice Chase, two miles five and a half furlongs, and Monkfish uh, and latest exhibition face off once again. You can get Monkfish at a best price of eight to thirteen, pretty skinny at the minute. Latest exhibition at eleven to four. Followed by Janadil at seven to one. Andy Dufresne and Asterian Falange are both entered at this stage at twelve to one, along with Fils Duderi, and it's twenty-five to one. Bar um, Monkfish. Uh, this is one of my favourite horses uh, in training at the minute. Monkfish. I, I I love him to bits. But is there any angle here that this race being a, a, a bit? Um, you know, a couple of furlongs shorter, could it play into latest exhibition's hands? If if this is going to be the time that latest exhibition beats Monkfish, it might be this day. Yeah, I agree that the, the shorter distance definitely uh, would improve latest exhibition's chances. But I don't know. Like, I didn't see much to, to sus- suspect that he might be able to turn the form around from that last run. Um, maybe uh, Brian Cooper, if he had to ride again, wouldn't eyeball Monkfish so soon and he just got out-battled. As he did in the Albert Bad last year, um, but I, I just think Monkfish is a better horse. Uh, not that you know Lexi Expression is a bad horse. Uh, again, a very good horse, but maybe just not in the same class as Monkfish. Um, but I, these two will probably be uh, at the fore for me and what was the RSA until uh, they get a new sponsor. But um, yeah, I thought it was a thrilling race, and I expect we will get the same again here. Uh, a steering pull on, I could never back left-handed after what we saw on the Supreme, um, uh, and especially with his jumping. When he bailed at the first fence against Ambalen and previously came down before that as well, and yeah, there's not too much to write home about except that uh, is there really? Janadil um, was smoked by Cole Reevy, um, and Cole Reevy was significantly short, uh, slower uh, than Alaho and Ellie Mayware on the same day at uh, the same course and distance. So that form wouldn't be anywhere near good enough to get involved with Monkfish on that exhibition. Um, it would be fascinating to see. How Brian Cooper rides it, I think he has got to just wait and get there at the final second. Um, because if he gets into a battle with Monkfish, I don't think he can win. Uh, 
But yeah, if this is gonna if if he's gonna beat Monkfish, it's gonna be on Sunday. But um, I don't think he will. Very much agree with everything you said. But I think Monkfish is a. I think he's a, a cert for this anyway. I don't think the the couple of furlongs uh, dropping distance is is a problem. I think he's pretty versatile. Um, and I would be extremely disappointed if he doesn't come out and um, and win this. I'd probably expect him to put Lurtz Exhibitionist place a little bit more. I think he won by three lengths last time, was it? Something like that. Um, I'd be hoping that he, he leaves him a little bit further behind in this. But um, it'd be interesting if Andy Dufferin runs. Obviously, I, I can't see him winning this. Um, but he's two out of two chasing. Uh, he won a grade three, didn't he? I think against Embittered. Um, I think he's the only horse well, he's got conflated as well Gordon um, in this but yeah I can't see him winning but it'd be interesting if he matches up to him or or even just runs um, but I let's know, like beat Andy Dufresne last year didn't he never said that yeah that was um, I think that was over two and a half miles yeah just before Christmas I think it was yeah yeah um, but he's two out of two offences, so you can't really knock him. But I'd, ex- I'd, I can't really see him going for this. I think he might get pulled out and go somewhere else. Don't think it's worth it, really, taking on Monkfish um, when he can kind of increase his chess credentials elsewhere, somewhere. I don't know where that might be, but uh, yeah, Monkfish for me, uh, pretty easy. Um, imagine he'll be in a few multiples despite him being just eight to thirteen. Yep. Monkfish uh, for me, yeah, brilliant horse, and I hope he wins the uh, the festival novices chase as it is at the minute. Uh, right, best bet on day two then. Um, I think I will at the odds. I think it's two to one. We'll just go French seal. If he's if he performs like he did, if he runs like he did in his his debut, then. I can see him serving it right up to Quixilios and or Quilixios, however you say it, and uh, and beating him. I'll go for Aquilixios, appreciate it, and Monkfish Treble. Hmm. Not many holes in that. Uh, I would go Blue Lord each way, um, and then. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, Harry, you've just uh, you've just given a, a little lacquer away. You got any others well, that you're thinking of? No, I have, no, I, I mean, uh, not yet. Um, after went and see you, obviously, we haven't really mentioned that, or we haven't mentioned the English action as well. I, I'll try and find some angles there to link, but um, yeah, I don't think Saturday is much of a, a multiple day. I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of bigger prices that have, have got a good chance, I think, and I'd be pretty hopeful of that treble, but. Um, in these top class races, you just never know. There's so many good horses in there that any of them can win. Well, Ben, what's your uh, best bet of the uh, of the weekend? Well, I'm gonna probably put a few multiples across the the weekend, but there's one that pays 145 pounds if you put 20 on. Enigamine, Monkfish, and have a laugh, Honeysuckle. Good grief! <laughs> you know what? You know what you get if you put 20 pound on that, Ben. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We'll, well see. We we shall see. That'll make a nice sign, but if that wins anyway, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, uh, I, I I think we can. Uh, it's it's fair to say we haven't just put up shorties on this uh, on this podcast. There's been 
been cracking absolute pleasure lads as always chatting uh racing with you all and um so uh yeah that was the uh dublin racing festival previewed on the match day fm podcast and we'll be back uh very soon of course cheltenham just around the corner so um we're all really gearing up towards that but this this weekend is one of the best of the year so uh we can't wait and uh hope you back some winners uh yourselves so uh we'll we'll see you then We'll see you later on and uh, have a good week.